This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to A Real Man Wood podcast. Chris Liss, your host of Rotowire, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. Would a real man be holding this mic like this with this stupid ass, uh, I don't know what it is, the... There's a, there's a technical name for this black thing that's in front of my face. I look like a dog with a muzzle, but uh, it's to stop the mic from being distorted. So we're going to roll with it. I don't have my mic stand here in uh, L.A. I made the trip. I'm in Heather's mom's house in L.A. I was going to do this on the back patio, but I was worried the internet wouldn't uh, be that good. So I'm, I'm in the kitchen. Yeah, this already has disaster written all over it. You trying to hold this for however long this is going to no, be. It's working. But, I, got a, I got a grip on it. It's good. It, it is working for now. But yeah, out there in the wind could have been a true disaster. But tell us about the the trip and all that. And I heard you had maybe some United troubles, uh, the FSTA. I know you did a draft. There's got to be a lot of talk about it. I mean, the first time you've been back in the States in how long has it been? Well, I was, I was in New York in March. So oh, it's right. Not been that right. Long, okay. That a, was briefly, what, a weekend? Yeah, that was a few days. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so you're here for, for, the, for how long? For six weeks. Going to be back six weeks, including last week, which I was in. I flew to Minneapolis via Washington, D.C., stayed in Minneapolis three days. Then I drove with uh, Shannon, our ad sales guy, and, and Schuler and Kevin O'Brien uh, from Minneapolis to Madison. That's a four-hour drive. Hung out in Madison for a couple days and then flew to L.A. So You don't see the Roadwire headquarters too often, do you? I've only been there, I think, three or four times total. Right. It, it's good. It's really nice, man. They, it's, it looks like a real company. It's like got all these... It's a little, little different than uh, when you start, uh, you know, back in the day or probably when I started even. How, how different is it? Than- it's, it's, well, dude, it used to be in Culver City. I used to work at the Railware right. headquarters and it right. was uh, kind of a dingy piece of shit. Like we had this cheap office in Culver City before Culver City got totally redone. Culver City was like, there was nothing there. And literally, I got into an argument with Pete once because this fucking cord, this filthy ethernet cord or cable cord was just hanging down from the rafters like three two feet from my desk because so i was always looking at this white cord that was filthy like every time i went to work and i was like this is fucking we got to do something about this dude i just can't work in an environment that's this fucking filthy real man has fucking standards yeah so anyway uh yeah it's a far cry from that the office was is he, nice was he and al back there in, in la then uh he wasn't yeah he was in and out he wasn't full-time he was remote he was full-time for a little bit when we were in L.A., and then he was working for Hanson for a while, and then he was working back for us, but he was remote, and, but that was before he was working for Yahoo. And then, so then in Madison, the move to Madison then. Was how long ago then? Uh, like 2005-ish, I want to say, they moved to Madison, so it's 13 it's just, years oh, ago. And, and, but since the last time you've been there, I'm sure it looks far different too, right, in the last three, four well, years? Well, it's a new office. So I was at the old office. There was an office on Regent St- Bassett Street, and the new one's on Regent Street, and the new office is just nicer. The shitter was so bad at the old office that... I remember one time I said, would it be better to use the office bathroom or the airport bathroom? And they're like, unanimously, airport. Oh. Like, it wasn't, and airport is not good. So, like, you know if they're unanimously saying airport. Yeah. I looked at it. It was disgusting. Now, this is, like, more civilized. It's a nice office. 
It, it really, it's nice. It looks professional. It's crowded though. Like we're running out of space. We almost need more space. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. I, I do like how you had to clarify that airport bathroom was not is not good. I, <laughs> I know you know very much about every type of bathroom. Yes, uh, because you've experimented. You're you're a connoisseur yeah. of toilets in yeah. various. Yeah. Uh, Venues? Not, are you not, not, exactly are you not? not exactly my choice, but I will not contest that <laughs> claim. That, yeah. So tell us about the FSDA, the 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 convention, and the draft. So uh, we'll start with the convention. Uh, the convention was really cool. It was uh, it was at U.S. Bank Stadium, which is the Viking Stadium. Where it literally Steph- was inside the stadium. Literally. Yeah, it was like where Stephon Diggs made the made the play last you know last, last January, yeah. and uh, it was nice. I mean, you know, the food is always kind of shit when it's their mass. You know, when they have a few hundred people there, but. Um, they talked a little bit about the gambling situation, which I can we can get into. I was a little skeptical of it, and uh, I saw and a lot of people. The thing is, like when that happens in San Francisco, me and you and a couple other people can just you know go off to a good restaurant right there downtown. But you couldn't really do that stuck in a stadium. I'm or is it is actually I don't know. Is it located downtown? Yeah, it's downtown. It's, it's right downtown. Yeah, so we did go to some okay. places. We we didn't you know. It's funny because we went out with the Yahoo guys the first night I was there, and we were wasted. Uh, I think the Yahoo guys were pretty wasted too, actually. I heard yeah. a little. I got some. Yeah, more on that later. But I was out to dinner, like the most. Oh, you were texting. We could talk about your friends. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I remember that now. Text from yeah, it's pretty okay. funny. Go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, it was so funny because some of them were really rocked, and some of them were just kind of rocked. And I think yeah. Ken and I, who went with them, were really rocked. Ken Kreitz, I, oh, I think you met. Yeah. And so. Uh, they were, I was like, dude, it's like 11 or it was 10. It was like 10 o'clock, and we drank quite a bit. And I was like, I got to get some food. Like, I'm a professional. Like, I know that if you start drinking a lot, you absolutely must get food in you. Otherwise, you're going to have, you know, one of those Dalton Del Don experiences where you're yakking before the thing you have to do the next day. Okay. So they're like, fine, fine. I'm down with food, but you're in charge of getting there, right? So I just Google best restaurant near me, and this thing gets 4.6. Anything over 4.5, no matter where you are in the world, in my opinion, it's just this random Google ranking, which. I don't right. know why I trust it. It's always at least decent. I've never had a bad 4.5 or better. And you just Google best restaurant near me. Right, exactly. Because, you know, I don't want to – I didn't have time. I was too drunk, you know, whatever. Sure. So I picked this place. I'm like, oh, it looks like they have steaks there. Okay, great. So we all, you know, hop in an Uber, and we go there, and it looks like this is a dive bar. And I'm, you know, it's the Yahoo guys. Ken's like, we're treating, we're treating, because, you know, they're your client of ours. And so – I'm like, oh, so I'm taking them to some shit place, right? So, like, what's funny, and I'll just backstory this, but, like, five years ago, some of the same guys took me. Actually, it wasn't them. It was Guy Lake who wasn't with us that night. But Barron's, you were there, I think. Barron's was supposed to go out to this super fancy dinner at, uh, in the Venetian in Vegas at some steakhouse. And he was wasted and nowhere to be found. So they were like, hey, you want to take his place? And I was like, hell yeah, I'll take his place. So I went. Uh, I think it was Funston, Evans. I don't, maybe you weren't there. You know, a bunch of the Yahoo, like, you know, uh, project manager guys uh, and, and head of fantasy and stuff. And we went and, uh, like, I think I probably ordered 250 bucks myself, you know, with wine and shrimp and steak. And here we are taking them this, like, piece right. of shit place to pay them back, right? It's really bad. But, you know, it was my choice. We made it, sat down. They had some, uh, some you know, decent beers and uh, people got burgers and whatever else. And I got a steak. And it actually wasn't bad. It was pretty good. Okay. No, it was pretty good. That's all but the whole bill for everybody was 240 bucks with tip. So it was a little, you know, RotoWire is keeping it on the cheap. Right. Anyway, so we did that. And the next day, you know, I was, I actually felt great. You know, I'd been crazy jet lagged. I woke up at four in the morning right. that day, but I actually woke up at 630 the next day, mild hangover, totally fine to do my show, hang out, bullshit around. I was a little tired. And what I didn't tell you was I was making Trevor Ray do shots at the open bar earlier. Oh, nice. And then I was like fighting Trevor Ray outside. And then I checked in with Trevor Ray the next day. And like I offered him to come with us to the stakes, but he decided to go to this bar instead. Never ate anything since noon or whatever. Right. 
yakking hard all day. Next day, like, yeah. like in miserable hell. Like had to keep going back and yakking, right. like trying to produce shows. Yeah, totally hell. Horrible. So, horrible. That's what a nutless monkey does. Nutless monkey. <laughs> here. No, does. good for him. That's good. That's good. I haven't seen Trevor in a while. Yeah. That's good. Good for him. Now, he That's was good. good. He was good. Besides that uh, brief uh, moment of, of yakking hard. Right. But, so, uh, so I think I already say on the radio show that it was uh, maybe more old school people at this event, not so much the kind of the outsiders that you've never seen, you know, seen before yeah. that that often kind of permeates these events late, at least in the past couple of years. Yeah, it's like so all the DFS money, DFS money was coming in and everybody was like, oh, the DFS money, because, you know, people go where the money is. But those guys were kind of quiet. You know, I didn't see a ton of them. And uh, although I, I really re- I shouldn't even say this on a real man wouldn't admit this, but I want to admit this. Uh, one of them, David Kitchen, a um, nice guy, he beat me in ping pong. And you know I'm good at ping pong. You and I have played. And I was crushing all these fools the whole night. Yeah. And then he came on. Jason, at, at, at y'all, he said that you beat him. He said yeah, he, I, he was too drunk. But yeah, he, he says he Yeah, beat I mean, him. I was wasted too, but I was beating all these guys. And then David Kitchen, I don't know if he was drunk or not, but um, he beat me pretty easily. And I could tell he was, like, legitimately good. Like, he was good. Right. But I was pissed because, like, you know, I'm not going to use the drunk as an excuse. I only had, like, 20 drinks. I mean, if you have less than 30, you know, you can't make an excuse. And, uh I wanted to get a rematch, you know, like the next day. And he was there. He's like, yeah, I'll play you. And then, like, I ended up drinking more and staying out. So I never did get the rematch. So I'm pissed about that. Sure. But um, that was very disappointing because I almost sure. never lose in ping pong. Sure. But, but otherwise, it was, a good, it was a good conference. And, I, you know, there's the old school guys. I talked to Ambrosius a lot. I actually even saw Barry talk to him for a bit. I saw, you know, Rick and Glenn and those. You know, it's just all the guys that I've known forever, which, uh, which was cool. You know, I mean, it was just. Is that like, when Barry gave out that award? I wasn't there for that. I was, uh, I think I was doing my show during that. Right, so, right. oh, because why? You have something to say about that or the Game Changer well, Award? I'm, I'm just you funny. dispute their choice of uh, who they chose? That's fine. I mean, that company still owes me and my family $8,000, and I still get a, <laughs> a, a, bank, a bankruptcy right. uh, mail in the literally still snail mail from the government talking about that, them filing chapter whatever, 11 or whatever right. it was. Yeah, $8,000, but they're getting some reward, I see, in the industry for some <laughs> They should get an extra reward for stiffing you, yeah. <laughs> you fucking nutless monkey. They, yeah. they should, they'd be like, and not only did they innovate in this great championship, but they also stiffed the nutless monkey. Don't no, know that's how I was representing Rotowire, too. At least they paid for the entry, and I was there in Vegas, and it was but, fun. And I finished top five in the overall event, won the league, and I mean, it was great. Didn't get it's paid. The, I've never done anything nearly as well in fantasy <laughs> since, but I got no money out of it. What does that so, say about what you should be doing with your life? Like, maybe you should find something else. Yeah, it, oh, believe me, I've, I've I've looked into that. Uh, I, I haven't found an ounce, haven't found an ounce an answer yet. But let me know if you have if you have one. But yeah, anyway, so they won an award. I got some suggestions, but we'll take them off air because I don't yeah. think uh, this is a family yeah. podcast. Okay, so let's get to the draft then. You you were in a. a well, live- let me say one other thing. So just let, let's go. So so the award was um, for Emil Emil and Lenny who who created the world championship of fantasy football. Lenny Papano and Emil Cadlick, I think his name is. So it was a game changer in the sense that no one had thought to do like, you know, sort of open entry, high stakes fantasy football before. They pulled it off and they sold it to a dude named Dustin Ashby, who's the dude who stiffed you, right? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, the person who won the award, yeah. I believe, had nothing to do with what I'm talking about, right? right. But yeah. it, it was their company, you know, so. All right. That's all. You can, you can still be pissed at them. Okay. All right. That's all. Okay. So let's get to your draft then. How, how'd that go? So I, I dominated as usual. Um, and I think you'll agree actually with two of my picks. So I was picking ninth and everyone was saying, oh, you'll take Odell Beckham. You'll take Odell Beckham. And then Kareem Hunt was my other choice. And I thought about it and then I was like, watch, I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. And I'm like, no, that's a stupid reason. That's a nutless monkey reason. I'm just going to take the guy I want, which was Beckham. I think you'd have just such a massive year. He's been saddled by a terrible system for the four years of his career. 
uh, with uh, McAdoo's system. And I think that Eli's bad, but the system's made him worse. The down and distance has made everybody worse. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, he may, he may instead of get 160 targets, he may get 144 or something like that, but they're going to be quality per play numbers, and he's so good, and defense is going to have real trouble accounting for everybody. So took him. Full PPR. I'll just say it's a 14-team, three receivers, two running backs, and a flex. Full PPR. Yeah, I, I mean, take, Hunt, is, Hunt is hardly a guarantee, by the way. There are question marks with Hunt. They're really Really? Awesome. I think he's pretty guaranteed. You do think he's pretty guaranteed? He went yeah. that, what, like seven-week stretch last year? Yeah, and, but, and I mean, that was just dumb of them. And, they, okay. They, uh, you, know, you, know what's, you know what actually cuts in his favor is that seven-week stretch – was also uh, while they were losing. Remember the Chiefs almost lost, yeah. got out of the playoffs for that, and the Chargers yeah. started coming on. And then when they went back to Hunt, they started winning. That's I think true. they recognized yeah, the errors of their Where's coming off a major injury? Yeah, maybe. Okay, yeah. Well, I certainly don't like Melvin Gordon. I mean, no, that, no, no. I wouldn't have considered him. It was either Hunt or, uh, or Beckham, and I could go yeah. either way. But right. I went Beckham on the way back. Um, I was hoping for A.J. Green. He went one pick before me, so I took Mike Evans. This is before Winston was suspended. But, I mean... Three, my, my guy McKinnon aggressively drafted... Ahead of him, right? He was gone yeah, by the time I, I picked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was Evans, yeah. I was fine with Mike Evans. I, you know, obviously I'd prefer his quarterback not be out, but it's three weeks and Fitzpatrick's not that bad. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference in his projection. Well, yeah. What about our bet too? I, of course, I thought of you first to that. Uh, you know, we made it. We just had made a oh, Winston. Fuck. Bet. What was it? Winston versus who? Uh, Big Ben, who will probably miss games anyway, injured. But but All yeah, right. right. Well, now now they'll play the same number of games, so it's a it's a good bet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you gave me a three to one odds. You bet we bet a thousand. You remember that? I thought I gave you 10 to 1 odds and we bet a million. Yeah. I actually, speaking of giving odds, I actually did catch a radio show this morning and Jeff turning down. Uh, I didn't know that the game was going on. I thought it was like going to start later. He and it turned was like, it down and you gave him two and a half to one uh, and, and it was currently tied in the right, 75th tire, minute. I didn't know it was the 75th minute. I thought it was like starting later. So I was like, yeah, Germany's going to win that game. He's like, I was like, three to one. He's like, for a tie, too. I'm like, okay, two and a half. He goes, nope. <laughs> that was seriously that's like nutless monkey of the year moment for him I, I, definitely know. a candidate i have to say yeah that's definitely a candidate but anyway like 10 bucks he was risking i was gonna offer my 25 i couldn't believe he knew that the game was ongoing right right yeah i totally hear you so anyway the winston thing that come out that totally shocked you i mean i told you part of the the reason i just had this bad feeling about him obviously that had already happened but um i don't know i mean that was kind of three three games is definitely more than i expected yeah, maybe they'll appeal. I don't know. It's something he did in 2016. He was heating up last year. I think that their receiving core is quietly loaded, and I still think he's going to be better. And Fitzpatrick's fine for Mike Evans, whatever. Yeah, yeah it's no big deal. So, what okay. else, what, the guy I'm curious about who went right after you is Christian McCaffrey. I see people aggressively taking him, but I don't know. I, I feel like C.J. Anderson, is, if anything, is like an upgrade. Is it, I mean, maybe he'll get more carries, but 250 seems like a leap. He wasn't that good inside the... the that I take, I'll take under 180, no problem. i probably take yeah. under 160. I, look, he's, he's, he's like 5'11", 205, which is a little tall for a, for a early down back, right? Like for the weight. If you're 5'11", 230, it's fine. But if you're 5'11", 205, you're not really built for that early down work. And you, and you look at it like... I mean, they signed C.J. Anderson for a reason. Now, the coaches can say whatever they want. Oh, we want to get him a huge role, whatever. But I think he's more valuable in the passing game. They have a guy who's probably a better between-the-tackles runner anyway. It just doesn't make any sense. So I would not take – I love a you know a PPR back, and I took a guy who's, I think, going to come close to McCaffrey, which is Tariq Cohen, three rounds later. But, you know, that's fine in, in round five. I just think in round two, you know, if I'm going to take a running back, he better be getting you know 200, 200 to 250 carries plus catches. Yeah, I agree. I would have gone with Devonta Freeman after. Me too. Me yeah. too. Okay. All right. Cool. So third pick you went with? I went with T.Y. Hilton, which if luck is healthy, that's going to be a steal in 3-9. I mean, T.Y. Hilton is by far the number one guy there, and he's 
you know, he led the NFL in yardage, I think, a couple of years ago when Luck was last healthy. So I think T.Y. Hilton is is easy call there. Yeah, that one just comes down 100%, obviously, Luck. And my question to you would be the the pick directly in front of you was Josh Gordon. Would you have taken him? No, not, yeah. not over Hilton. I mean, Gordon is just – there's so many things that – with I, I love Gordon. I hope he crushes it. And I want to have a share just for fun. It's kind of like Otani, right? It was like, oh, I want to just have an Otani share. It would be so awesome to have this guy who who knows, you know? You thought he needs to get in better shape. You, you saw Josh Gordon. Well, I think he needs like, to get stronger. You know, I, I, I think he's going to worry about you know those five nine hundred and ninety pound cornerbacks. Might you know right. he might have trouble getting off the line, especially his arms. He needs to he needs to you know work he on. Might him have here. trouble picking up one of those five nine one ninety quarterbacks and throwing him thirty yards in the air. That's yeah. what he might have trouble doing, or maybe not. Right. Uh, well, I currently uh, I have Josh Gordon ahead on my board, but okay, all right. So T. Y. Hilton, obviously you can't can't argue that. Pick here's, there. The, here's the real problem with Gordon. Well, a we don't know how good he is anymore, right? Yeah. Be honestly, like, you know, if, if you're used to playing drunk and stone, playing sober may be a challenge. I'm not making a joke. That's not a total joke. So if you're not used to being, you, you may just be like, who gives a shit? And you play totally loose, and now you're in your head thinking about stuff, right? So that's honestly like a consideration. And the biggest one the, is the studies have shown you, you learn things, you recall memory better in the state in which you learned it. So, right. Whatever. That's why you should always be high for this podcast because that's, I know that's how you are mostly. Exactly. So the, the other problem for him is, Jarvis Landry is like a serious, like from what I've read, like the alpha dog guy. I think it's why Devontae Parker partly couldn't. He also got hurt a lot, but like he's the guy that like they just want to get the ball to. He demands the ball. He's like the personality of the team. He's just like the guy who's going to bark a lot and, you know, just get the ball. So I think he's going to lead the team in targets. And Joku could, could, you know, break out year two. There's another guy to a mouth. Right. Possibly. And they have first, first receiver taken in the draft two years ago, Corey Coleman. And so. How many targets is Gordon going to get? Two different quarterbacks, so he could be clicking with one and not as much with the other. It, there's just so many variables with him that I just, I, you know, T.Y. Hilton is the guaranteed number one receiver who's excellent. Yeah, they have absolutely on no. On a team with no defense, no second receiver, no running game. No running back, yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like if Andrew Luck's healthy, there's one variable with T.Y. Hilton. Is Andrew Luck completely healthy? If the answer is yes. He might be the favorite to, to, win, to lead the NFL in yards. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And get like 90 catches for 1,450 yards and seven or eight, eight touchdowns. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Fourth, fourth pick. I took Mark Ingram. Oh, was, oh, oh, I've definitely seen a prop bet here. Okay, go okay. ahead. So I wanted, I was going to get Kenyon Drake. That was like the top guy on my board. But then I was looking at it. I was like, I have Drake uh, projected for like 20 more points than Ingram. But that's not adjusting for the four replacement games I'm getting while Ingram's out. So I'm like, honestly, like I could probably get eight points in a PPR per week from replacement on average. So I actually had Ingram, I'm thinking, with replacement baked in as my top back. And, you know, on the board at that point. And he's like a second-round pick. You know, how many, how many catches do you think Ingram had last year? Uh, Top of your head. 58. Are you looking at the stat? No. Okay, he had 58. Good. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, he had 58. Oh, I, I swear, I swear. I, yeah. No wow. one will ever know if you're cheating or not. That's but, crazy. Yeah, he had 58 crazy. catches. And I would have know, definitely thrown all – I would have said like 59 or something. I have no way would I have gone directly on there. That would have right. been way too bold to lie about that. But, right. uh, yeah, I know he was very involved. He, he's, he's fantastic for sure. It's his support. I get what you're doing with the replacement there. My argument to you is going to be why Ajayi is getting so – I mean, what if he is treated as a, a, a close to a feature back in that Philly system? I mean, he's in his prime and you're, he's gonna, he's not suspended the first four games. Man, I don't know. Okay, Ajayi's, so I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a bet. 50 bucks. I'll take Ingram plus the four games that I get, whatever I get for four games. Well, it's going to be it's gonna be hard to calculate uh, that because it'll yeah. be like, if I get my best ball of the four, then you're going to get screwed. Uh, yeah. But why, why don't we just say, like, 
we'll, we'll figure out a number. Like, give me 32 extra points or something, or 36 extra points plus Ingram versus Ajayi. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out, but we'll definitely come up with a prop okay. here. I mean, it's also tough because you're spending a, another roster spot to get that. But, but yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, right. Right. there's a little cost. You're right. There's a su- there's a tiny cost to it. But All right. okay, I mean, well, all right, okay. No, Ingram Ingram's awesome, and he could be. And it's pre-buy. Uh, Remember, the first four weeks, it's like mostly pre-buy week that I'm getting that roster spot too. Right, right. I mean, if Alvin Kamara didn't exist and and Ingram wasn't injured, uh, sorry, suspended, he would be a top five pick. I mean, he'd be ranked there. He'd be right. like, like, you know, back into the first round at, at worst. So right. I got to, okay. So next, this is, it gets interesting now in the fifth round. Yeah. Tariq Cohen, yeah. who, uh, I, I love that guy. I mean, I, I think they have a new offense. They were on, had one of the worst systems in all of football and he still had 87 carries, 53 catches as a rookie before they knew how good he was. I mean, I guess they figured it out pretty quick. I think Jordan Howard's good for an early down guy. That's the only obstacle. Like, Cohen put on some weight. He's 5'6", 190 now, which 190 doesn't sound like a lot, but at 5'6", it's pretty stout. It's pretty stout. Um, I think he's just really good, and I think he's going to get another 80, 90 carries. I think he's going to get 70 catches, and it's a PPR, and he's going to be like a really, really solid 14-team league you know, second running back, if yeah, not like, co- like low-end first running back. The coaching system seems really excited to utilize him. And it's just a cheap way to get points of these PPR backs in these middle rounds right here. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I really like, yeah, Jordan Howard is great. I, I actually do think he's very good at football, but obviously terrible at catching. So right. you know what they have in Cohen, and, and I just think that team has a, an underrated defense, and maybe they'll play hide the quarterback at least for the first half of the year yet again and just dump off a ton to him. So Right, and they don't have receivers. They have, you know, right. Allen Robinson, new system, coming off an ACL tear. They've got Kevin White, who's like, probably not going to make it back the odds are and then they've got anthony miller as a rookie they don't really have a ton of receivers then, then trey burton is a new trey a new burton company. is a slot slash tight end i mean he'll you know we'll see if he pans out but you know Tariq cohen is like he may be their number two receiver by season's end oh and he passed the eye test this last year i was just like oh, yeah. well that guy i was worried about howard if, if any howard shares when i first saw him jump onto the scene obviously he's too small to really take over a feature role but that dude but he's play. not though because he's kind of like maurice jones drew ray rice Jumping you know up. i mean he's Especially if you're saying he's bulking up, too, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see. I, I don't really think he's a threat to Howard because I think Howard's really good. But and, yeah. I, and I just, even if Howard went down, I think they would still limit Tariq Cohen to 120 carries or something. I don't think he's going to get, like, you know, 200 carries. But, you know, I think he can get up to 100 with 70 catches and a lot of good per play because he's so good and so quick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that pick. All right, we're going to run through the rest of your team real quick. We don't need to go through too much of this uh, early, you know, mock. Right. You're going to sure. at least play through this, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a real draft. Okay. All right. So we Chris Hogan next. It's a, man, I've been bumping him. I mean, what the opportunity is just right there, right? I mean, he could go crazy. And think about it. Edelman may be suspended four games. So the four games where I'm weak at running back and hurting uh, for points there, I get extra points from Hogan. Right. And I offset that to a large extent. So it's kind of like a weird handcuff of, of Ingram, uh, which you can do in football, right? It's not like baseball. I was talking about this on the XM show where oh, your home runs guy's out, I'll just get a steals guy to replace him. You can't really do that. But here it's points or points. Like if I get more points because Edelman's out for four weeks, that'll offset some of the loss of having a replacement running back in for, for Ingram. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't have Amendola. Um, I, I really like that pick for sure. If he can stay, stay healthy, he'd love they target him in the red zone. I actually currently have him ranked my number 24 wide receiver. So, I mean, I love that pick. Yep. I have him, I think, 25. Okay. The numbers, and then the next round I took Aaron Jones, who could easily start. I mean, it's not. We project these guys for equal. He and Jamal Williams for roughly equal points, more for Jones and PPR. But that doesn't mean they're going to finish with equal points. That's just how we have to project them because we don't know what Mike McCarthy's going to do. But there's a real chance that Jones is just the starter and Jamal Williams is maybe a goal line vulture, change of pace guy. 
Yeah, I think, I think Jones is way better if you watch them both play, but that doesn't mean the coaching staff agrees and this might just turn into a committee. But yeah, I, I've had Jones ranked ahead as the highest of uh, the Packer backs throughout the preseason. So I'm with you there. And then we'll just quickly, I got Delaney Walker kind of cheap in the eighth round. And then I got your boy, George Kittle, in the ninth, just because someone's got to catch passes in San Francisco. And then I doubled it up with your boy, Jimmy G, in round 10. Yeah, you're not going to find too much criticism right. this way. With, with you're not going to say shit about that. And then I, you know, I took a kicker in defense. I'll tell you yeah. something funny. I took a kicker, Justin Tucker, in like round 13 or something, and Rams defense in round 12. So I like getting a good kicker in defense, even if it's a couple rounds early. I hate this because I'm agreeing with your, your draft and your philosophy because I, I do too. People have just too much of the whole wait to the last round. I think part of my problem is, is I play in a couple leagues that I have for the very beginning that defenses count yardage against, right. which I think everyone should do. It's way better than IDP, which if you've ever played, you just realize that there isn't much strategy actually. The IDP is awesome, dude. Just, don't, don't diss the IDP. Defenses. This, I'm, I'm never buying stakes because of IDP. I yeah, always yeah. pick yeah, I'm sure you do IDPs. a lot of research with IDP before winning. No, those. I just I'm read sure one of our columns or I just like yeah. sort by no. most points. Yeah, exactly. You sort by most points. I know. I mean, it's not a deep IDP league, but it's, you know, no. it's still rewarding when you, when you, not, your yeah, guy no. gets like 12 tackles. Make more complex, just make defense yardage against as well. And, it be, and then it becomes more important. And then these leagues, I mean, they're drafted a lot earlier and they're hoarded two or three because matchups matter. And I think that adds more strategy and is interesting. But even when those leagues that don't quite count as much, it can matter for sure. So I'm, I'm okay with, with using the 12th round pick and kicker. It's not just necessarily that the, the what is the difference between kicker one versus the last starter versus like RB1 and RB24? Is there, isn't it like a similar uh, point difference? No, no. RB1 and 24 is pretty steep because the RB1 gets so many looks. versus flex. How about that? Yeah. I mean, I think. What's a kicker difference? Three I, points? Well,. What, oh, per game, you mean? Yeah, same per game. The, yeah, the kicker's pretty wide when you you know get the Greg Zerline of last year and you compare him to some totally shit kicker. But if you if you if you think about streaming kickers, I think it's more accurate to because kickers are going to be streamed, right? You're going to pick up, drop, whatever. Especially if you don't have a top five one, so you're going to like you're not going to really use the kicker. The twelfth, if you drop to the twelfth kicker and now he's a ten point underdog in week two, you're going to drop him for somebody who's a six point favorite. I mean, you're just going to do that. So if you were to aggregate the kickers versus you know, and you don't know that you're going to get the number one kicker. When you draft Tucker, you're hoping for a top five kicker. You think, okay, he's been about average top three to five in the last five. Right, but that's five why Gostowski is like, how does he get more money in the bank? I mean, well, it is. But, I mean, you're still drafting a top three kicker, you know, or whatever. Uh, and then Tucker right. is a top five kicker. And so you're like, all right, so the top five versus the streamed, you know, maybe the nine or ten, you know. So, I mean, you're getting probably two points a week more. But to me, that matters. And... You know, especially in leagues where it's a, f- a three, four, five league like this, three, four, five, six, six points for a sixty-yarder. Right. Justin oh. Tucker is going to try a lot of long ones, and he's going to hit a lot of long ones. The team knows how good he is, and uh, I think it matters. I got into—I uh, didn't even get into it because it was so stupid. But apparently, Jake Seeley was was tweeting. Uh, I, I wasn't—I didn't see it, but he was tweeting about how if you take a kicker before the last round, you need to get your expert card revoked. And so somebody—I think it's Tim Heaney—runs the uh, Rotowire. Uh, Twitter account. He says, care to comment, Chris List? Because I just taken a kicker. Oh, okay. Right. And I just, I just quote tweeted that. And I just said, uh, please respect my privacy while I grieve the loss of my imaginary credential. You know, it's like, come on. I don't give a shit. Like, who cares what he says? But I think the, the rubber meets the road. And, and I got into this with Peter and Ken uh, Kreitz at the bar when I was wasted in Madison. This was, I usually don't get drunk two nights in a row. I, it was three out of four. I had, took one night off on the trip. It was, it was brutal on my uh, 47-year-old body. But I'll tell you what happened in Madison in a second. But we made this bet. I think I, it's their, my 24 against their 20, and I got Tucker, and they got the ninth kicker, whoever finishes ninth, because the argument was if you 
pick up a you know kicker lot you know with the last round you're going to drop and stream i said okay let's say you can get like the ninth best kicker streaming right you're not all the best ones are off the board but you can pick up guys you get harrison butker you know greg zerline was available you know i mean you can get lucky and get the first or you'll you'll get something so we made this bet and i just i think that's where the rubber meets the road like instead of saying you'll have your Epsworth card revoked how about say listen i'll bet you a hundred bucks that i'll give you tucker and you pick a you know, I'll give you a list of 10 kickers and you pick that for me and give me, you know, six to five odds or something. Right. And, and I'll make the bet with you. Like, don't, I don't give a shit about your stupid, bold statement that it's not back upable. Back it up. You, you want to you you make that statement? Go put some money in the line and say, okay, I'll take Tucker and, and you get some scrub, not scrub, but some random kicker and I'll give you some odds that Tucker outperforms him. No problem. We could do that bet. And if you're not willing to do that, then clearly you don't believe that. You know, that the kicker doesn't matter. You clearly believe Tucker's the favorite to score more points. And, of course, the whole point of drafting is to draft guys that score more points. And I usually think in those last three rounds, the, um, the difference in opinion is so stark about who's a sleeper that you pretty much get the guy you want anyway. I got Jordan Matthews the next round. That's who I would have taken in those rounds. And I get the other argument, too. If you're not forced to take kicker and defense and you're doing a draft early and you want to just hoard all those and you don't take them early, then do the opposite of what we're saying and then hoard all the others and take right. none now. Yeah. So, but, but if you are going to do the other, then take them a couple rounds earlier, not just one round earlier. So right. I'm on board with that. And I, and I love who you finished with. I almost don't want to say it because it keeps a secret. But, dude, how great is it just grab Lamar Jackson with your last pick? Yeah, I love that, right? So if somehow he wins the job, I mean, what if Flacco just done I- you know, what if he sucks? I mean, he's, it was terrible the last couple of years. If he's bad in camp. I mean, obviously, Flacco's their ostensible starter. He may have a one-game leash. If he gets crushed in the first game. I mean, they drafted Jackson with, like, the first pick of the second round. They're not, it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to develop him for three or four years. It's not like a fifth-round pick or something. They're just hoping, you know, we'll see on the developmental squad. I mean, this guy was, could have been a first-round pick. Uh, Mario Puig, who's our college football expert, knows everything about it. He said there's no doubt that Jackson is a better runner, pure runner, than Michael Vick was. Is that so, all? I mean, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, that's ridiculous, right? And you know, he's a better passer, probably. Although they say he's a little raw. So, but that's uh, obviously more exciting for a rookie too to come in and just run like crazy. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, just yeah. need to be like pinpoint passer, and they say that RPO coaching staff is a good fit for him. So I don't know. We'll see. That that's a perfect last round stash, though. Totally. It's a fourteen team league. You know, and you know, I have Jimmy G. So of course, there's no reason no, I would ever yeah, use ever. Yeah, that's his trade bait. That's his pure trade bait. Exactly. I have to trade Jimmy G. At, at his peak. You know, when he's got like twenty touchdowns through five games, I'll have to trade him for a you know a good receiver or something. That's a long peak he's going to have. Actually, there's been reports recently he's like really struggled in the before the mini camp deal oh, there. Really? I'm getting all, I've been in a deep depression for a while there because all these reports that he finished really, really poorly and some, uh, some you know, no defenses against their defenses. But uh, anyway, so tell us uh, what what you, what you ended up doing in Madison. So no, so we we went out to the Great Dane, which is this like pub, uh, and got some food with, with the guys after the working in the office a little bit, and. Uh, I had, a, I had a Ken Kreitz lost this bet to me, and I tried to, I was like, oh, I'm going to get something expensive because I had to pay him. I had to fucking pay him because I, had the, I gave him, I had the Falcons plus three in the Super Bowl against him a couple years ago. And he bought like an $18 drink in New York when we were meeting at this, uh, one of the conferences. And so this year we bet on our stake league team because I wrote up how much I screwed it up. And I still had the most points. Of course, his team was garbage because he's terrible. So out of principle, I bet him even though I didn't think my team was good. So he owed me a drink. And I was, you know, I was trying to get like, a $30 drink, a $40 drink. I was trying to find some Macallan 25, whatever. But they, only, they didn't really have anything. The most expensive thing they had was 17 bucks, And it was like some scotch I didn't want. So I just ended up getting a Hendrix Martini, and that was five, 6 bucks there. So that fucker got off on 6 bucks. So yeah. I drank one of those. 
But then I started switching to ciders. I'm gluten free, so I don't, you know, a lot, a lot of places don't have gluten free beer. So the cider's gluten free, and I think I, you know, it's open bar, which is always dangerous for me. Like if if I have to pay for it, I'm cheap enough that I'll cut myself off. But if there's no one stopping me, I'll just get another every time I finish it. Right. And I probably had eight of those. I want to say eight pints, eight large pints. It might have been a twenty ounce glass, to be honest. Eight of those. And you think, oh, it's cider. It's not a big deal. I was like, couldn't speak. I was like slurring my words by the end of the night. And uh, I was talking to Shu. I don't remember some conversations I had with him at his house because I was staying with Shu. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I woke up the next day with a bad hangover. And uh, I, I just Googled the, you know, what the cider was at the place just to check. Like, cause cider in, um, in Europe is like 4%. It's like this really dry 4%. This shit was 6.5%. Right. So 6.5% times 8. I don't know. I think the glasses were like 20 ounces maybe. Yeah, it was a lot. Than, than your normal beer or Coors Light or whatever. So, and they probably went down easy too, ciders. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little sugary, but you know, when you, once you get a few in you, you just, you're slugging them down. And like, I think I blacked out from cider. Believe it, a real man blacks out from cider. Real man, real does man well. doesn't need hard liquor to black out. Real man. Speaking of which, you see this person bring up that it's time for you to officially change the Nutless Monkey uh, Twitter avatar. I didn't see that. Who, who said that? Well, you got to check the, the cat. Someone tweeted and said they got confused. They keep getting confused with me, and it's time that I put my foot down. And I agree with this gentleman that, uh, that it's ran its course and need to come up with someone else. You're tarnishing my already poor name into the mud even further. So think of some other oh, funny. It's just never going to be the same. Be retired. Come on. Come on now. Before, <laughs> before legal needs to step in, all right? You know, Mark Garrigus follows me on Twitter, right? The main, the main lawyer, right? The guy who, who represented uh, Michael Jackson, Scott Peterson, you know, Winona Ryder, follows me on Twitter. So I'm one click away from, from litigation here. So don't, don't mess around here. Yeah, dude, bring that shit, dude. Real man, right. real man, well, real man likes no, really, to have I don't really care that much, but it was funny because I, I actually thought of that. You always say, like, don't go look. And I went and I looked the other day and I'm like, that's some pretty funny shit. And then today you'll see they responded to just, I don't think they responded to you, Chris List, but uh, Atlas Monkey and me. And they're like, damn it, I always, uh, halfway through, I'm reading this thinking I get confused that it's you, Dalton. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You realize like it's really bad for you. I will change it if you really insist because it like people, even though it's a joke, like they probably associate some of the most nutless views with and you. I know. They read and, it, and they read your account. They follow both. And they, they know it's a joke, but like in their mind, they're like, I know. I Don, know. Don supports like the most like pathetic movements out there. So Lena here Dunham, I... you retreat Lena Dunham, you do all this shit. Well, I do that also. But yeah. anyway, I, uh, I'm asking you, please. Find a new one. Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. It's run its course. Right. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Use it against your will. All right. Cool. It's not because of the lawsuit. I just, out of respect. Yeah. I was just gonna... joking. Lawsuit. Yeah. No, no. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you to whomever uh, t- uh, tweeted that to to us, uh, to me. But um, uh, what else I got for you? So it's uh, hard oh, to find oh. something. I have to find like a public figure or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Any, anyone else? I'm fine with. So you watch any of the World Cup. You see the big, uh, big, the big news today. Germany didn't didn't make it out of round one. First, I think the first defending champ not to do that since like the 50s or something. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I was I was thinking of making this joke, and then I saw it treated in my timeline. Like if there, only there were a word for for celebrating the uh, for being so happy about Germany's failure. You know. <laughs> right. Nice. Nice. And nice. Uh, and and the thing is, like, I have this. We're good friends with this with this couple. One of the, uh, the wife is Serbian, but the the husband is German. They live here, and we're gonna see them tomorrow night. And he's just going to be gutted. And I'm going to have to say, like, dude, you know, we, we try to live in Germany, but honestly, a real man doesn't live in a country, A, that doesn't make the World Cup, and B, doesn't make the elimination round. I so, always mispronounce that word, by the way, is why I didn't say it. Schadenfreude, I always I say think, it wrong. I think it's Schadenfreude or Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. You know? I always say it wrong. Right? Anyway. But anyway, okay. And you left the uh, right when Portugal's big match is like Monday or something, and now, you're, now you left. That's not very real man. Come on. Now you're in the wrong country. 
Well, yeah, they're playing. I'll, I'll watch it. No, it's Saturday. I'm going to watch it Saturday morning Saturday. with my friend. Yeah. Okay, so you look at you. You know. What, look at you. You're like a, a soccer nut these days. I'm, a, I'm an expert. Yeah, I was talking to Shu. I'm going to start getting the uh, Benfica game. Maybe I'll even blog about it. I, it's also going to teach me Portuguese because I'm going to just watch those. I'm going to start watching soccer. Nice. Cool. Um, all right, I'm running down just different stuff for here. Uh, NBA draft, you watched that at all? I didn't watch it. Obviously, I saw the results. I don't have that much to say about it. I, we interviewed Dre about it on the show. I mean... I don't know. I, I, we're saying how the Knicks, I don't even know the name of this guy, but there's one guy who fell because he's hurt, but he was supposed to be like the top pick. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael yeah. Porter Jr. And basically the Knicks should have just taken him because Porzingis is already hurt, and then they get a lottery yeah, pick sure. next year and just do the Sixers, but they went the nutless monkey route and, and took some milk toast, you know, sort of like <laughs> right. in peace, but not like a, an upside, superstar upside guy. Yeah, all I'll say is that uh, I live close to the Kings as well. And, man, I, I cannot feel sorry for that franchise anymore because not that I know what I'm talking about, but it seems that it was a, a two-person draft and they lucked into pick number two and somehow didn't end up with one of the two people. And they drafted a, a Bagley uh, prospect that's one of the worst defensive prospects in recent memory who seemingly the only reason they did is because he was willing to work out for the team. Right. That's just kind right. of the wrong reasons. And they have Vladi Divox making personnel decisions. And I think Luka Doncic, People far smarter than me say that dude's going to be the real deal. But before I move past basketball, I want to ask you this. Do you know, have you heard about the... Uh, hold the on, hold on. Heather's yeah. knocking on the fucking door. Hold All on. Right. Hold okay, on. no worries. No worries. Electric shock syndrome. Okay, what's up? Yeah, I didn't leave it on uh, like you made fun of me that one time, remember? When I, yeah, when I was in space for, for a minute, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it in. You need to fix your mic. You having problems? No, I'm not having problems. I just, I'm just trying to hold it together with one finger with this... Uh, yeah, the thing is, the video. Why? What's wrong? What's Anyway, I was like, oh, I'm podcasting, so just, you know, when you come home, be quiet. And, like, she's, like, knocking on the door, like, let me in. You are aware that you made a joke about that dude we were talking about last week, the Heimlich joke. I like, I like you went, uh, you're like, Dalton, you bring out some crazy material. Then you go on record on Twitter and make a joke about the Heimlich maneuver, so I don't want to hear about it. Well, you know, but a lot of times when I tweet stuff, I don't even look at the, I, I was pretty sure it was the same dude that you were talking about. I forgot his name. Right. But I don't go behind the headline. I just saw Heimlich, you know, they shouldn't sign Heimlich. I was like, but it would be... The maneuver could, pre- could prevent them from choking. So, you know, I, whatever. No, I know, I know. I just wanted to point it out. I thought it was funny. I caught it, and I, and I made a note of it. So um, what issues do you want to end with here? Um, there's some politics. There's obviously... This is why the fucking thing... Hold on. Because the fucking thing came out. That's why. That's why That's why you noticed that it sounded worse. It's going to be a hell to edit. You know what's going to be worse is the YouTube. I just fucking play that shit. I don't even edit um, you know, there you go. Now you're back. Yeah, exactly. So, fuck, what a disaster. Um, and all because it was all good until Heather made me get up and put this fucking thing down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a extract some sort of uh, revenge from her. But uh, anyway, what were you asking me? Sorry. 
just going to ask you some. Uh, no, I can't. On, on the YouTube, I may not post okay, it now. But on YouTube, I can't even edit Lonely that shit. For the podcast people, the joke Lonely Land for them then. Okay, yeah, fine. Okay. Uh, I was just ask you about what you want to talk about politics. There's so many. There's uh, the border, obviously the border issues, uh, the Supreme Court w- withholding the travel ban. And then just right before we went on, I don't even know exactly what this means. But I know the big topic was the Justice Kennedy's resignation. So do you have any uh, any thoughts on, on those issues before we uh, you know, mercifully end this podcast? Okay, so first off. Uh, I want to, before I forget, um, I'd like to take a time to let our sponsor weigh in, whoever that is, because I never pause the shit, and we're going to have like a couple silent seconds for the sponsor, and I always just end up having to go over content. So, ready? Pause. Okay, that was good. We got the sponsor in there. I'm not sure who it is. Secondly, something else I need to do that I, that I want to do. You know, I wanted to do this podcast from the Malibu house, because that was the, on Sunday I went there. It's a very nice way to transition back into L.A. And uh, it's a really beautiful house on the beach. And I took a couple photos. So I couldn't do the actual podcast from there uh, because the internet isn't good on the deck. But I took some photos. And I'm going to use the photo as the photo for this podcast so people actually click on it. Just like when I had the steak in the photo. Wait. Uh, I'm going to put this. I like, I like and before you get to politics, and this is a decent segue, I will say that I forgot uh, a couple of French weeks. Laundry. French Laundry. So I went to French Laundry. We went and we did the whole deal, nine courses. I, I made actually posted pictures on. I know you're not you're against Facebook, but you go to French Laundry, you have to post paste post food pics. And I did. It was awesome. It was ridiculous. It was about it ended up about six hundred dollars a head for you know, for five of us, about three grand. And uh, the waiters just treat you like the, the crazy. It's like five of us. So they would have five waiters so they'd all come out at once with your right. meal and then explain it. And, and it's every little detail. And it's so much to, to take in. Like, I forget what this little side you're supposed to mix with this. And even for the bread and butter came out with six different salts. And uh, anyway, the, the, the Japanese Wagyu steak. Um, you can get these like supplements with your meal. So, but it's not like an addition to the lamb. It's a, uh, oh, instead of the lamb, like for instance, I got this hen egg that uh, instead of the quail, I got hen egg with truffles. It was an extra $125, but not with the, not with the, the, the small little quail also. Wait, just, wait, the hen egg itself was an extra 125 An extra, and again, not in addition to- You made 125 to, just to substitute the egg? Yeah, I just went there and I wanted people to try it. Everyone tried it and they, they made it all serious. They brought out a briefcase with the truffles and it smells like, smell this. And they looked around, like, I don't know how much that briefcase was worth if right. you if the truffles, uh, but he kept going. I'm like, am I supposed to say when? Cause it's like, you know, when they put pepper on your salad, they brought this truffle over my egg and I didn't say, and they finally stopped but the smell was so pungent. That was a total waste and too gluttonous and, and too rich and just I just let everyone out. That. But but the the wa- Japanese wagyu the the beef, uh, I guess the marbling is the fat is so thick even though the steak is small that you have to cook it medium because like why would you not ask for medium rare because like in order to properly mix the fat it has to be medium. I found that interesting and then the desserts it was just all all a crazy once in a lifetime type experience and just uh, anyways if you if you wanted to see go to my my Facebook I, I post some pictures on there of the the crazy food but it's funny like a beet salad will come. And it's just so small. It's like two blueberries and like a thing. I can get why like my brother and people are like, oh, you're going to leave hungry. I mean, they are small portions. But having said that, it, the meal took three, three and a half hours and the desserts was just crazy. None of us were hungry. In fact, most of us felt like almost sick the next day. It was just so rich, the food. But anyway, I'm glad we did it. Uh, interesting. You're not really selling it for me. I mean, it seems okay. No, that was sick. It was awesome. No, no, it was, it was awesome. I mean, I'd rather like straight up, like if you could just go to one meal, would you rather go there for free? 
order that Chinese food we had for like 20 bucks each in the San Gabriel Valley. Chinese food was awesome. Those are totally different. I mean, that's the best meal experience I've ever had, the best meal I've ever had. But I, the, the steak that I always tell you to, and you're just the coward that never goes, the, the strip steak that I order, the uh, the in-cap uh, ribeye in Vegas is my favorite meal. That's my favorite meal is the strip steaks uh, or even craft steaks really good in Vegas. That is a better- Fine, let's go. Steak. Let's go this time. We're going to be there in a couple okay. weeks. That, that is actually, I liked that better, but the overall experience, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's unmatchable, but sure. I, I'll give you props. I, I've told, given you props. No, I'm not, it. it's not about me. I'm just saying like you're spending $600 that, on this fucking bullshit this year. Okay, sure. Full, and it's you fucking wasted 125 on an egg. Not yes. even an egg. You didn't waste 120, you wasted $125 on an upgrade yeah, to right, an egg, yeah. to a different egg from one yeah. egg to the next. Just ridiculous. And I'm sure. just, you know, for 20 bucks, you can eat like a giant amount of Chinese food at that place. No, that wins. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like, you know, I'm not booking my reservation anytime soon. Right, right. Well, if you if you do, you're going to, you know, get it about six months in advance. Yeah, exactly. No. I'm it was pretty crazy to see the people in there. You know, like who, what crazy people do this? Like just the whole atmosphere in there. It's just like it holds 60. It's not too too big. And they gave us a kitchen tour afterward. And you look at the Michelin rated three star thing. And it, it was cool. But I get you. Yes, it's totally absurd and, and just gluttonous and and your Monterey Park. Did you say they closed that down? They closed that particular one down, but there's two others that we go to that are really, really good also. They're oh, a little different. That was oh, Chung King. There's other ones called... Um, the fuck is it called? Anyway, I, well, I'll, if people are interested and ask me, I can look it up. All right, but so you will... You Chengdu will ask- Taste is one of them. Chengdu Taste. Is- okay, it might require you getting in a cab, but you will go to Mandalay Bay then. Uh, yeah, if you want to do Art? it, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. But Done. let's not try to take a hundred people. Let's just like go. No, okay, okay. No. I, don't, no. I just I don't like more than like four, really. No, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, cool. All right. And then I just want to say, uh, did you get shitty there? Did you get drunk at the French Laundry? No, I told you I'm not boozing. No, oh, you're other not boozing. People. See, a real man would have got shitty and like started harassing other customers, eating stuff off of other people's plate. Someone else orders the hen egg. You grab it. You throw it in your mouth before they can get yeah. you. That kind no, of. Everyone shit. else there got like bottles of wine, but they couldn't get super uh, drunk unless they wanted to be unless they spent tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, they needed to get another job if they it, did. But it, it's funny. I thought I was just gonna be stuck with water, but they brought out this like non-alcoholic sparkling white wine from this crazy vineyards and it was like it's like martinelli's only times 10 right. now i'm sure there's some sugar you would be against but the, it tasted so good i was like yeah. and they just kept treating it like i was champagne so i said so that turned out all right but i did not actually get wasted there you're right maybe next time if i'm boozing then but no that did it, not. it's the opposite of an open bar basically it's the actual yeah they don't yeah. even have a bar and if you and if you want wine like the it costs a lot of money like, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 all right all right go ahead no you oh. were asking you were asking me about politics and yeah i saw kennedy retired kennedy's not been a great justice in my opinion and but the ramifications i think it's funny who who trump's going to nominate and like what they do like i will say one thing like obama was president he nominates a guy right scalia dies unexpectedly he nominates a guy merrick garland who by most accounts what i heard was a total douchebag one of those centrist neoliberal types but he's the guy obama nominated and they like stalled and didn't confirm him until obama's term was up and then they nominate gorsuch who's like right wing you know pro business for everything. And then, you know, now Kennedy's retiring. And I will tell you, I guarantee you the Democrats will not resist. They will not resist. Whoever Trump gets, maybe he'll have to go through a second guy, but he'll get his guy. Like they will not, they didn't resist Gorsuch. They're not going to resist whoever he does now. Um, I'm, I'm hoping like it's like, I don't know, maybe uh, OJ Simpson. Who would you take? Would you take Trump's, rant, oh, Trump's guy? I have no idea. Or no, I, have no idea. Who, would you, I come to you with these with these opinions. No, would you would you take would you take whoever Trump nominates? Support for this podcast comes from US Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. US Bank has credit cards that make everyday rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? 
Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Or a random, a person at random out of the phone book. Who would you pick right now? I would, I would, oh, come on. That's, that's... No, I'm asking right now. If It's up to you. There's two choices. One is whoever Trump winds up nominating or a random person out of the phone book. Who are you taking? Um, I don't know. I, I, do, I get to, do I get to look into whomever or you're, you're just saying it's blind? I'm saying you don't know who's going to nominate, but he's going to nominate uh, somebody, obviously. I, I guess I'd stick with Trump still. Are you, what would you say? I'd go random phone book. You'd go random I'd phone, go phone book. book? Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully the guy's not mentally ill. You know, it's, it's random. It could be. Okay. So, all right. Um, but I, I'm not like it's not like he would do any worse than any of these other horrible nutless monkeys they put there necessarily. I'm, I'm not saying. I just think like most of the people that would would make it are horrible. <laughs> like that's like I actually think like, you know, even if it, you know, I'd rather have probably random out of the phone book than who Hillary would have nominated probably. Anyway, so th- the big news though in politics isn't that. It's actually, um, in my opinion, is that woman. I think her name is Alexandria something Cortez. She's uh, a congresswoman who uh, she won. She basically won the primary, the Democratic primary in Queens, in one of the districts in Queens, and that district always goes to a Democrat. So basically, she is going to end up in Congress. And it's not that she won; it's who she beat. She beat this guy Joe Crowley, who's like Google and Amazon and Bank of America and you know Northrop Grumman and Sheryl Sandberg and you know all those people donate to Joe Crowley. He was like next in line to take over for Nancy Pelosi, perhaps. And he lost to, like, a, a real left-wing, uh, anti-corporate, anti-establishment Bernie Sanders Democrat. That happened. That, this is like, could be like a seismic shift. You know, the guy had all the he, money. He, he says he outraised her by uh, a jarring 10-to-1 margin. Right. They, she had, he, had, it was, she had, uh, he had all the money, all the endorsements. And so funny, all the identity politics. Like, oh, you got to vote for Hillary. She's a woman. Well, what about this woman? Nope, they weren't there. Christian Gillibrand, the senator in New York, endorsed Crowley. They all endorsed him. They did not endorse her. And yet, you know, she got the people behind her. She got individual donations, and she won. And I think that, like, it's actually, if there's ever going to be a resistance of any kind, it's, it's got to be real. If, if Kamala Harris, one of those corporate sort of fake uh, resistance people, end up running against Trump, he's going to win again, I think, in, in uh, 2020. Right. And I think if the Democrats are going to win, they're going to have to nominate somebody who stands for something who actually stands oh, for yeah. something. Oh yeah, who who would you bet right by the way if you had the field versus Trump? What do you think the odds are? About even? Um before this race I would have maybe taken Trump because I would have been positive the Democrats were going to nominate the most nutless of nutless monkeys. But as it turns out, I think that uh that the tide may be changing. And if they nominate like a real person, you know, like a a person who is more left who, you know, wants people to have, you know, jobs, opportunities whatever and uh 
has a good sense of humor, is personable. Like, I mean, she's not going to be it. She's 28. She's not going to be running for president. She's going to be too young. Like, literally, she wouldn't even legally be allowed to. But someone like that, who's charismatic and personable, and um, but actually stands for something, I think he'll probably lose. But if they if they run another Hillary or Hillary Light, I think Trump will win. Yeah, she'll she'll be like the youngest person in Congress, won't she? That's yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. I did not know about that. I yeah. probably should have. But if you read about if you start reading about it, like. You know, the establishment's trying to dismiss it and make it seem like, ah, oh, it's, you know, whatever. It's just one random district, nothing, you know. But the fact that he is like, one, he was next in line to take over for Nancy Pelosi, and he lost to somebody who nobody had heard of. She was a bartender in Manhattan last year, a year ago. Wow. That, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, so do you have any, any thoughts, just real quick, on the whole, you know, I mean, family separation? Um, do I have any thoughts on it? Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. It's just like a worse, it's like a worse... Is it was really bad under Bush and Obama, and Trump uh, made it worse, I think, by trying to create a deterrent, which may not even be a deterrent. If people are from like a, a war-torn place, they're still going to try to come regardless. And obviously, politically, it was bad, so he signed something to get rid of it. But you know, I don't think that's necessarily going to solve it. I think if they really were serious about solving this refugee problem, they would just legalize drugs completely. Because if they legalize drugs, I think like all the drug lords and all the violence, or not all, but much of it, would just go away. There's, there would be no market for all their drugs, which is in the U.S., and then it would be just more like economic refugeeism, not, you know, not real asylum. And then eventually, like, we, you know, I, I do think there's a reason for a border. We can't just let a million people in, you know, like, willy-nilly. I mean, there's a process. But, uh, right. but I, th I think that that would be the... That's, like, the root cause, right? So we're, like, trying to address the effects, like, all these people coming to the border, and there's really not a great solution, least of which is separating kids from their parents. But... We maybe just address the cause, right? Like, why are people coming to the border? Well, they're poor. Well, okay, it's not our job to alleviate poverty around the whole world. We can't do that. But maybe we can alleviate the violence that we're causing with our drug policy. That's and the war on drugs has been a total failure. If they just legalize not just marijuana, but everything, deal with people who have addictions as a, as a medical problem and try to rehab them. And if they can't deal with it, you know, some people have to go to jail if they're violent or whatever. But I think that, uh, that that's really the, the long-term solution. All right, last one I'll, I'll just throw at you. I saw that you see that like the, there, there's like some satellite imagery suggesting that, that North Korea is still, you know, is upgrading its nuclear enrichment sites. Yeah, I saw that tweet from a very moronic commentator, and I don't know, maybe it's true. I don't know. I, yeah. I just have no idea. You know, I mean, okay. there's so much propaganda and fake news that I'm like, it's tough. I know. It could right? be. It could be true. I, I you know, right. I, I don't, I, it's not like, oh, oh, North Korea would never do that. Well, I don't know. Maybe they would do that. It seems like kind of dumb at this stage, but maybe they are. Maybe they, maybe it's all part of the game, all part of the negotiation, or maybe it's just totally fake. I, I know a lot of people want to see Trump fail, so I really right. have no idea. Oh, no, that's a very fair take. No, you're right. Skepticism is like, it's got to be the knee-jerk the knee -jerk first reaction a, per, a person should have right now. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people want to see Trump fail, and they'll take any image, and it could be from five years ago, and, and act like it's, a lot of the images from the child separation stuff were from five years ago. And like, look at this horrible photo. It's like, oh, wait, that was during Obama. Or look at the nuclear, you know, we're, they're restarting it. No, that was from five years ago. Or maybe it's from right now. And maybe King J Kim Jong-un is playing Trump. Maybe he is. I, really, I don't know. But, I, you know, the problem with the media is the whole fake news thing is their fault. I mean, Trump exploits it, and he does so, you know, opportunistically. And, you know, he's, he's, a lot of times he's lying. But they've made that possible. They have not been a reliable source. And now it's very hard to, you know, unless you have a friend of yours that you trust on the ground or some reporter that you know doesn't bullshit, you know, you're just sort of like anything from a mainstream me uh, media news outlet. It's just extremely, extremely dubious. All right.
All right, man. That's all, all I got right. for you. Yeah, uh, that's plenty. Too much, Indeed. even. Too much, yeah. even. <laughs> even. Even more so than usual. Yeah. All right, dude. All right, man. Well, uh, all right. if you guys like this podcast, you can five-star rate it. You can tell your friends about it or not, or you can just, uh, you know, give us some feedback anyway. All right, man. Take it easy. We'll talk to you next week. Later, Liz. All right. Later, Dalton.